Welcome to Comically Inclined! I am Danny Stewart, Editor-in-Chief of ComicallyInclined.com and your host for this podcast. And I am Blake Hickman, the Digital Media Director. Well, hello, Blake. How are you? And our good friend, Brittany Shelton, our Social Media Manager, is not here tonight. Uh, Brittany will be back next week. Uh, and, you know, it's really rough without her here, so God, Brittany, come back. Um <laughs> So we uh, we had some pretty great things last week for nerds. Uh, we got uh, She-Hulk, uh, our first episode dropped, and uh, we got some announcements for some DCU stuff coming up. Uh, they have, they're replacing, uh, uh, um, they are replacing Michael Keaton in Aquaman 2 with uh, the Batfleck Batman. Really? Yes. Uh, he was on, on the WB... He was on the Warner Brothers back lot, and they posted an Instagram with him and uh, uh, Aquaman sitting together and Sounds just like talking about everything. Michael like Keaton reunited feels so good. Well, I think the issue is that the um, the Flash movie is now going to take place um, after Aquaman two, and it was initially going to take place before, which uh, made Michael Keaton's Batman showing up, and it makes sense. But now, since they're moving it back, gotcha. it doesn't make sense that he show up, so now they're bringing Ben Affleck's Batman in. Fair enough. Uh, also, our human relations specialist, Ben Stewart, is in the chat, uh, and fact checker. Uh, ben, he's already said hi to the folks, but uh, if you get a chance, say hi back. Ben likes when people talk to him. And Nick Beck shared a little fun fact with us. Yeah, so Nick Beck, uh, so Nick Beck, uh, as always, leads the chat with a fun little joke. And this week he said, when a pregnant woman goes swimming, she's a human submarine. It's very true. Yeah. Um, I really thought about it like that. but No, but uh, that's an interesting bit of information. Now, Blake, would you like to get in some uh, some news? I would. Let's start up the rumor mill. So, uh, starting top of the room reel this week is uh, WandaVision's director, uh, Matt Shackman, is to direct the Fantastic Four. Uh, WandaVision was great, uh, unlike you saying it's the okayest uh, <laughs> series of Disney+. Plus. Uh, WandaVision's in my, in one of my top four of the Disney Plus series, actually. Uh, didn't really expect uh, a director from that angle to go this way, but uh, I have high hopes that it'd be great. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, hopefully it's not... I mean, I know WandaVision. It's not going to be like WandaVision. WandaVision was great, but I feel like it was unique in its own way that nothing should ever replicate that. Uh, but yeah, ho- hopefully this is a great decision. Uh, I, John I Watts, you know, disag- would have been great, but... <laughs> what? John Watts. Yeah, I, mean, I disagree. I think uh, WandaVision struggled. It was... Uh, what? It, definitely. It was slow. The There were some fun moments in it, but for the most part, it didn't really pay off the way that we all anticipated that it would. They weren't playing as much with the um, older TV, TV formats that they kind of seemed like they were going to. And up into the reveal of Agatha Harkness being uh, the neighbor, mm-hmm. it, it was like, where the hell is this show going? I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. And like, if you go back, you know, now knowing the full story, and uh, I don't know. To me, I mean, the story of Wanda and Vision is just—it's so emotional, anyways. It's, it's really high with emotions, and just knowing their story, going through each episode, and knowing the grief and the pain that she's in, and and everything that she's trying her best to put on to live in the reality of—it's man, I don't know. It's heart wrenching. I, I think it was great. I loved it. 
Well, I agree to disagree. I th- yeah. <laughs> I think that and then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier both struggled. Now that is the worst one, and I hate that. Yeah, it, I hate it's that. A, because I love Bucky and I love Sam. Uh, but man, that was so bad. Could you imagine a, a six-hour movie that pays homage to Lethal Weapon, and then it's nowhere near as fun as Lethal right. Weapon was? You know, I, I think I would rather just watch that that show be about Bucky going back and making all of his wrongs right with his list. I think that'd been more funner or more fun to uh, watch a whole series about than how that series went. I think that. What they could have left out was a lot of the like, a lot of the story. A lot of the story could what's, have been left. What out. story? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of buildup with no payoff for a lot of that. And I really, I really feel like they shouldn't have cut cut out a lot of the story that they were originally going to go with. Uh, and then you know, hurry up and throw in a whole bunch of changes at the end because they were afraid that a story about a a plague or something was too too touchy for with COVID going on. I think they should have kept the original story in there, and things would have made more sense and flowed better. I would have I would have loved more Baron Zemo. Oh, uh, I love Zemo. I think though. that was a big part cutting cutting Helmet Zemo out. Him only having a few scenes. I think yeah. if he'd have been throughout the entire series, causing trouble, yeah, and just like in a fun way, right? You know, or it could have just been six hours of him standing on a dance floor, you know. Oh, thank you, Ben. Yes, WandaVision is like a top three for him too. I don't. I disagree. I uh, I think Loki's better. I enjoyed Miss Marvel better than WandaVision. I um, what? Yeah, definitely. I definitely enjoyed Miss Marvel better than WandaVision. Uh, I did too. Yeah. I, uh, Heather agrees, so I can't be all wrong. Take that, Ben. Uh, uh, malnourished. Uh, WandaVision was a live portrayal of my dreams, especially the part where I mourn my des- dead husband. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Wanda, uh, malnourished. Uh, I assumed that was a joke, but maybe you were being honest. And now I feel like a terrible, terrible human being. But anyway, Blake, carry on. All right, next we have a... Uh, speaking of She-Hulk, which we'll get to after Rumor Mill, uh, it actually outperforms Ms. Marvel, since we were on the topic of Ms. Marvel. Because uh, I, I know I know She-Hulk kind of bombed. Uh, it's not exactly you know the, what they wanted for the premiere, but it did outdo Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel didn't even bring, over the first five days of it uh, premiering, didn't even bring in a million viewers. Yeah, that's rough, because it's probably one of the best shows that they put out. It's a, it's a fun little show. Uh, it reminded me, Miss <laughs> Marvel was so fun because it reminded me of a lot of the early Spider-Man stories where he was just a kid in high school, like figuring right. out his powers, hanging out with friends. Um, I think it's, I think that maybe one of the problems that we might be having as grown ass adults is watching a show about a bunch of teenagers sure. and finding a point to uh, identify with it. No, no, no. To make sure you know this, I mean, I've said this before, but like, I, I enjoyed Ms. Marvel. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought it was good, uh, but I feel like it could have had a little bit more into it. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, also, Monica Rambeau will have her own solo comic series just in time for the Marvels. It's going to be a five issue series. Uh, so, I, f- I feel like they're going to kind of, you know, really try to build, build up her character, give us a little bit more content with her, especially with the Marvels coming out and kind of the time frames that they're. Uh, Releasing both both of those. So, that I'm sorry. Be... What was that? Just just give me the the bullet points. I uh, I, I zoned out. Same for time a the Marvels come out. Uh, Monica Rambeau is coming out with her own five issue comic series. Yeah, I saw that. So, so yeah. uh, she's never had her own solo run. Right. Um, so it's kind of. I think they're kind of working. You know, trying to bounce off each other on the energy. Uh, with the Marvels coming out and then releasing that comic series, and I'm not sure if they're going to play into each other or if it's going to. 
No, because it's uh, it's the actual Marvel Comics That's that right. she's getting her solo run, and it's not in the the yep. MCU six one six. But so. what better time to make a comic series successful when you have a movie coming out at the same time? Absolutely, so. it's I also think it's pretty a, smart. Yeah, it's also a travesty that that character who predates uh, Carol Danvers as Miss as uh, Captain Marvel right. um, has never had a solo series. Right, um, she's been you know Photon and uh, what's the other one? She's. Uh, She's had two previous. That's uh, photons, all I know. It, it's photon and. Um, God dang it. She has another name, uh, but anyway, Ben. Uh, what are uh, Monica Rambo's other superhero aliases? It was Captain Marvel, Photon, and <laughs> something else. Vince says, "I see why Danny like Thor: Love and Thunder." Now it's all coming together. <laughs> I I really don't get the Thor: Love and Thunder hate. I really don't. It's because you you thought Ms. Marvel was no, amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I'm just saying I don't get the Thor: Love and Thunder hate. I get that Gore sucked. I, I, here, here's but why. But I think the movie was good. All right. I mean, how? I if, oh my god. Where do I even go? Like, I love comedy. Like, I love comedy. I thought Ragnarok, oh my God, it doesn't get more perfect than that. Perfect. I'm talking about the perfect balance for comedy, seriousness, uh, continuation of a a great storyline. But when you have a freaking axe that is badass, chopped off Thanos' head, start floating around for jealousy of of Millionaire, I mean, come on. I think it was well played. I think that was well played. I think that uh, it is uh, it is a common thread in the comics that Molnair has a, a form of sentience, and there's no reason why Stormbreaker wouldn't have a similar form of sentience. Um, I do like the whole uh, ex girlfriend kind of mm-hmm. story between Molnair, Stormbreaker, and, and Thor, and they even make the joke in uh, Ragnarok that uh, he his uh, hammer, which is basically his best friend was destroyed right. and that's, he's still pretty sensitive about it. Yep. And then he gets Stormbringer or Stormbreaker and it's like, he's got a hammer and he likes it and it works for him. Right. But then Molnair comes back in the picture and he's just like, but we spent thousands of years together. You know, one thing I would be okay. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Ben. The one, the one thing that I would be okay with, with that storyline being like that, I'm like, all right, fair enough. Is the, uh, the theory that a lot of people have saying that this is, uh, Korg tell, telling the whole story because you know at the beginning he starts telling yeah. the story so you know if this is his version of the story and and and, and I, i'd be okay with that if they made it canon but I think t- until then i think it's funny i think i think that if we saw molnair's consciousness come out in a later movie um like it did in the comics it'd be it'd make perfect sense you'd just be like Jesus Christ, they were already leading up to this. Right. Like, and, and that's the thing about being a comic book fan, uh, especially like an old comic book fan, is that sometimes you would have a random character that had no story, plot, or any part of what was going on show up in a, a back of a panel and have no more description or anything told about him. And eight issues later, he's the big villain, and he shows up, and he's got a huge. He's been a huge part of the story the whole time. Mm. And so, when you're looking back on these movies, you have to remember that Marvel's really well known for adding things into not just their comics, but also the MCU films that we don't see the payoff for till two, three movies later. Right. That's so true. this whole this whole like it's it's easy to it's easy to uh, tear into what they did in Love and Thunder without knowing where the story is going. But right. again, I think in retrospect, all of the all of the trash talking about these movies, you're gonna be like, ah man, I just missed it. I didn't I didn't get where they were going. I didn't understand, you know? 
So I think I think if we look, I think one of the biggest problems that we deal with right now is that a lot of people forget how crappy superhero movies were uh, prior to the MCU, and I think a lot of people look at uh, uh, Ragnar, or, uh, Endgame, and uh, Infinity War, and that's that's the lens we look at our superhero movies through, and that is just not the case prior to those movies either. Hmm. Iron Man one, two, and three. I, I know I've said this before, but I'm gonna get on my soapbox again. Iron Man one, two, and three, not great. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. We just rewatched them. They're actually pretty boring when you watch, watch them again. Yeah. Um, Iron Man one, I love. I I I, li- I love parts of Iron Man now, one. Number two, I wasn't so crazy about. The only good thing about Iron Man two, I think, was the very end with him and Rhodey together down in that down in that ravine. I it's more was... than it's more than halfway through the movie before he gets into the Mark II and flies out of his garage. Mm-hmm. That first half of the movie, except for the part where he builds a suit with a box of scraps in a cave, um, everything between everything between that and him getting the Mark II, right? It's kind of okay. It builds story, but I don't give a shit what Obadiah Stane was doing. You know, in the any movie is going to be great when it starts out with ACDC playing the beginning. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you always have to be careful because if it's not Bon Scott singing for ACDC, then that's kind of when they went downhill. But Iron Man 2, uh, Whiplash is cool. Uh, War Machine is fun. But other than that, the brunt of that movie. I was not a big fan so of Whiplash, boring. man. Yeah. Whiplash, I thought, was the biggest failure of that movie. I agree. I think they could have done a lot better with Whiplash. I mean, Whiplash Mickey Rourke. Well. God, that man needs to get and, it up. And Iron Man 3, we get the, the Mark 42. This really cool armor that like comes to him in pieces, and every time he wears it, it fails on him. Yeah. And then whenever he finally gets to where he gets his armors in the end of the movie, he's almost not in the armor at all. It's all just the remote control armors, and then they blow up. Right. Like, that whole thing is just like, what was the point of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, the only good thing that came out of that was Trevor Slattery. Yes. And, <laughs> and, even, and even that, everyone was angry about. Trevor Slattery oh, wasn't yeah. fun until we yeah. got him in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Everybody hated that version of the right. Mandarin. Well, yeah, but I, I still laugh. I mean, it's still funny. Now, in retrospect, right? That's no, my no, argument. No, no, even then, I even thought it was funny. You thought that was funny? Yeah. I was so mad. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I wasn't real educated on the Mandarin uh, and stuff, so I was like, oh yeah, I can see where they'd be mad because they kind of just made fun of the Mandarin when it is a pretty serious, you know, villain. Uh, but I'm like, man, you can't deny it. freaking Ben King's freaking hilarious. Uh, let's see. I think you just want every Marvel movie to be good, Danny. You said the same stuff about Multiverse of Madness. Uh, strongly disagree. Uh, I I do think Multiverse of Madness was a great uh, was a great movie. I I, I did I enjoy have... Multiverse of Madness. Not what I expected, but but I did enjoy it. But I am a huge huge Sam Raimi nut. I love all of the Evil Dead movies. I love all of the. I love Army of Darkness. I love all of his films. I love Drag Me to Hell. Um, I think the worst films that Sam Raimi has put out have been his Spider-Man films. And I think that Multiverse of Madness was a great way to fold his love of horror and a superhero that has somewhat of a uh, eldritch horror theme in his comics into uh, uh, one movie. And I uh, I think that while uh, the lay person maybe watched uh, Multiverse of Madness and was like, some of this is weird. Like, why are these camera shots so shitty? To me, it was like, oh, my God, that's a perfect Sam Raimi camera shot. I loved every second of that. And 
And uh, so that worked for me. And I, I think that, you know, I've talked to some of my other friends who are big fans of Sam Raimi's movies, and, and it did it for them. So I think that it's a great segue for people who um, maybe aren't so into Marvel Cinematic Films, maybe feel like they're a little too bright and shiny, a little too fun, a little too colorful, hmm. and uh, to uh, inject some horror elements into it and give us something that, that isn't for the person that thinks that um, Avengers 1 is the greatest film of all time. You know? Right. Not everybody's going to agree on these things, but yeah. I can say that I honestly think that Multiverse of Madness was great. I love the direction that it's taking the MCU. I think that yeah. we needed it. I think that if we continue just telling stories like they were previously, we're just going to stagnate. There's got to be some diversity in the stories being told and how they're being told. I think what's you just mentioned Avengers 1, it just made me think, so I kind of left. It was like, I remember when that first came out. Oh my God, that was badass! This is awesome. This is what we have been waiting for. You go yep. back now, watch Avengers one and Cap suit. Oh my God, Cap suit so is bad. so bad, so bad. I don't understand the mentality of taking a man that is as big and as buff as uh, Chris Evans and then making a costume that slims him down. Yeah, like everything they should do should be to make him bigger. And what's funny though, I mean, when that came out, I mean, the movie was shit. I Nick, mean. Yeah, Nick, that is a great point. I have uh, I have stolen rumor mill and made it all about me defending my opinions on Marvel <laughs> films. So I apologize. Um, I do think Ben that the uh, the initial scene where Whiplash shows up on the racetrack is really cool, and I think everything after that with Whiplash is not that great. I think that they had a great introduction with a great scene that worked really well in the trailers, and then after that they were kind of like. He's in it. So Spider-Man No Way Home, we get that re-release September 1st uh, with 15 extra minutes of scenes that we have not seen. Uh, so <laughs> uh, Endgame surpassed Avatar. Right. So they re-released Avatar internationally, and then Avatar surpassed Endgame again. Now we're getting No Way Home being re-released in theaters in an effort to push up its popularity and move it further up the list of most popular films of all time as much as people were complaining a few years back that hollywood was just rehashing and making sequels to stuff because they didn't have any good ideas mm -hmm. i hate this trend of re-releasing movies that have already had their moment yeah. in the sun back into theaters just to bump their it's, numbers up it's true because i mean 15 extra minutes cool release that on uh you know on streaming or blu-ray or something the the most aggravating thing is that those 15 extra minutes are not going to change nope. the movie or the plot they're just going to be a couple extra scenes it's yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'll probably go back and watch it though. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, of course. I mean we're not we're not going to uh, change their mind by uh, you know showing up and watching the movie in theater. But guess right. what we're gonna do? So uh, we had some more Doctor Strange two art that's been released uh, over this past week. Uh, so when we have Doctor Strange and America Chavez uh, falling through the different universes, um, yeah, yeah, uh, that originally was supposed to be Wanda and Strange going through the different multiverses. And the multiverse and going through them all fighting. Uh, why? I mean, if you really think about it, we really did not get to see Strange and Wanda. We got to see Undead Strange and Wanda kind of go at it. Uh, but we never got a full-on Doctor Strange and Wanda fight. Uh, and obviously we know you know, she's way more powerful, but he's way more knowledgeable on sorcery. And we would have got a witch and sorcerer fight. But uh, yeah, that got deleted. And the artwork was released this past week over at... That would have been really cool to see. It's so one of the cooler things that we did find out this week is that with some leaked concept art, that Nightmare was originally supposed to be in 
Multi, yeah, that's uh, all multiverse of madness. Oh, well, we'll get back to that then. Yep. So, uh, it's actually one more thing, and then that was next. So, <laughs> not we'll go ahead and go to that. Here, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Nightmare was deleted. Uh, we all, and everybody assumed Nightmare was going to be in it because you know the trailer that we got where he mentions Nightmare waking up from a nightmare every night, same nightmare every night. Uh, so how Nightmare was going to be in Doctor Strange too was. When he mentioned when he was fighting uh, Strange at the end of time or whatever in that one universe, about he mentioned uh, prove that you're me, and they talk about his sister that died. So Nightmare yeah. was actually going to be like in some kind of armor or on a horse, and Strange was going to be fighting Nightmare, and that and it was going to be where their sister died, and he was reliving that over and over. So yeah, what? and uh, there's a he his. Gargantos's eye was the same as Nightmare's eye, and there was mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. And like, it was supposed to be a misdirect that uh, Nightmare was going to be like the the villain, and then it was going to turn out to actually be Wanda, right? Um, which we kind of got that misdirect, but it was also pretty obvious very early and very on. quickly. Yeah. yeah, it was like ten minutes. Was yeah. it? even like ten minutes in the movie. Yeah, well, I remember when that came in. I was like, boy, they didn't waste no time, did they? Yeah. And and that's because they cut all the stuff with Nightmare out. Yep. Which makes me wonder if the thing is they were going to make Nightmare a creation of Wanda and not actually be Nightmare, which would invalidate Nightmare as a villain going forward. So sure. maybe they decided to scrap that in the in the way that they could. Do you think they'll using. actually will bring him in later on or not? Not really. Yeah, yeah. I think that we keep getting these like uh, teases. Of them wanting to use Nightmare, of them wanting to use Mephisto, of them yes. wanting to use Omega Red. Wait, nope, none of that. Um, but that that their Nightmare and Mephisto are definitely in the pipeline, and I think that with uh, Multiverse of Madness going more um, infernal mm-hmm. for starters, um, introducing like stuff like the Hell Realm and stuff, um, I think that they're they're coming. They've got to be. Uh, that being said, uh, what was the Taylor Burton said something about Beta Ray Bill further up? Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I don't want to miss out on his weekly Beta Ray Bill rant. Uh, Stormbreaker, you say? A perfect segue for me to bring up Beta Ray Bill and how he should get the real Stormbreaker from Odin in the MCU. Agreed. I think I think that that is absolutely right. I think that what we'll uh, get... Okay, so in the real Stormbreaker. Yeah. I think that what we'll get instead of Stormbreaker, I think that we'll get the Thunderstrike Mace introduced at some point in the movies, and that'll be what Beta Ray Bill has, since they've already given... Oh, Ben... We've Since they've already given uh, Stormbreaker to Thor. We've came such a long way for you to mention Omega Red again. It's yeah. So long. He's back, baby. Oh, my God. Ben needs his Omega Red fix. <sighs> He's a pedophile. I mean, like, why do you want a pedophile in the MCU? I mean, there's nothing great about that. Uh, well, he doesn't have to be in the MCU. Yeah. That was just a, that was one comic storyline. <laughs> Uh, so across the Spider Verse merch, we uh, Jigsaw Puzzle came out. Got a little spoil. We get to get uh, Spider Punk. Uh, we get a version of Spider Punk where we get to see it across the Spider Verse. So that's gonna be pretty fun. And Sp- uh, Spider Punk is one of the uh, few Spider Men that are not a variant of Peter Parker. He's actually a guy named Hobie Brown who gets the the bite from the spider, and he's nice. a punk musician who also gets to be Spider Man. He wears the the <laughs> Union Jack, and he's got the spiked Spikes. helmet or the spiked uh, mask. But he's a fun character. It's uh, you know what universe that's in? Uh, I don't. I don't know the I'm universe curious. number. Hmm. Ben, yeah. uh, if you'd be so kind as to tell us the universe designation that uh, Spider Punk comes from, yeah, that would be phenomenal. Curious. Like normally, that wouldn't bother me. But now we're getting told it's all probably these like six nine six nine or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, Chadwick Boseman joins Disney Hall of Fame uh, with Legends Honor. So that, that's pretty cool that they put him in there. There's uh, some other people that got put into it too. But uh, yeah, that definitely ranks the top for me. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman was chose, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, That's so- the headline that on the, <laughs> my my issue of the Daily Bugle. The- <laughs> uh, so you know we know Batgirl got canceled, uh, Aww. And, and, and everybody you know is going like, man, how can you have a, a movie that's pretty much complete and just just cancel it like that? Like, I mean, so so the VFX was not done, so the movie was only actually like sixty five percent complete. So that makes it a little bit better, I guess. Probably still bitter, you know, a little bittersweet, or well, just bitter. But uh, well, they were in post production, so right. I mean, it's they're in the last like couple of months of design and. So and I can't remember movie. who it was, but one of the one of the main people in making the movie went back on his phone to even try to get some of the video that he had, he had on his phone that was just filmed, and it, it it had completely been done off the server, like gone, like. Wow. I mean, it's been completely got, like deleted from existence, and for some reason, they're just so up in arms about making sure there's not a single second of a clip uh, that that goes to the public of what was filmed. Yeah, because they will be in uh, tax fraud if they do. <laughs> Nobody messes with the Fed, you yeah. know. Uh, Taylor Burton says he needs a live action Nick Cage noir Spidey, dude. Hell yeah, I would um, kill for that. And uh, Ben says uh, Hobie Brown Earth one three eight. Nice. Uh, Katie over on Instagram asked, "What is our favorite Guardian? Uh, hers is Star Lord. Mine's Star Lord. Yeah, you've got a leather, a, a real a leather, real jacket. leather trench coat of yeah, Star Lord. The Star Lord yeah. coat. Yep. Um, I think that mine is Rocket." Yeah, I Rocket's think that, great. Yeah, you're only a genius on Earth, Stark. I would have to say Star Lord, and my second would be Groot for sure. Just say Groot, just because he's cute now. Yep. Well, ap- apparently in Guardians Three, it's going to be full grown Groot again. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and they're calling him Alpha Groot. He's oh, the, yeah, that's right. He, he's going to be route. bigger than the Groot yeah. in the first Guardians. Yeah, and it was crazy too. Is like you know, just I always assumed that Groot is still the same Groot from before, and you know, uh, James Gunn made it clear like, no, this is an offspring. Uh, it's not even the same Groot character we knew from Guardians 1. Which is interesting, because in the comics, it is the same Groot. Right. And he can be regrown from a, a sliver mm-hmm. of himself, and it's the same Groot. But in uh, I guess because of his sacrifice in Guardians 1... It would mean less. Yeah. yeah. If he could just die and be reborn out of a sliver, so right. it's actually the son of Groot in this situation. Which I, I get. Cinematically, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I can respect that. Um, Nick Beck uh, in the chat said his favorite uh, Guardian is Groot, and Taylor Burton said that his favorite Guardian is Gamora, but he's also a big fan of Groot. <laughs> I mean, who don't like Gamora? Yeah. I mean, she was on one of my top fives. Yeah, I had I'm to translate that, actually, from yeah. from. I'm Groot glad ease. you speak Groot. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got this week on Rumor Mill. Well, these rumors are milled. These rumors have Mother been milled. <laughs> Trump Welcome back to the show, everyone. So we did get episode one of She-Hulk. Oh yeah, and, and I, I, I love it. I think it's great. I was really had had my doubts. Remember last week we we're talking. I'm like, you know, I've seen these reviews. These people got to see it a week early, and I don't know they got to see four episodes. But uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with some feminism. But man, these people like really said it was way like dripping way too heavy, and I watched it. And I'm like. No, this this is great, actually. I mean, the stuff that they, you know, kind of go over in the deal, stuff that happens in real life. So uh, I don't think it was overly dripping heavy. Uh, we'll see with the next three episodes. But uh, I think it's a good balance. I think it's funny. I think it's uh, 
I think it's great. Taylor Burton in the comments asked if uh, we saw the rumor that uh, the Fantastic Frogman isn't going to be Fantastic Frogman. Yeah, so it's going to be Leapfrog, the yeah, villain. The villain. Yeah. yeah, and nope. uh, I, I could see that making uh, more sense yep. uh, in the in the idea that he's being represented by either right. Matt Murdock or Jennifer right. Walters. And then Ben also mentions that uh, Daredevil is probably not coming until episode five. Uh, and She-Hulk, and uh, yeah, dude, and I, I, I don't want to wait that long to get the golden red I costume. Don't either. Um, I'm really scared that it's going to be an after credit scene, and that's all we get. And they got us all pumped up just to see him flip down and turn around and say something about I'm Daredevil or something, and it goes yeah. off. And that's all we get. That's all we freaking get. What would you What would you do if the costume was all CG in the in the trailers we've gotten the golden red and he's actually in an entirely different suit. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> right? Real. Oh, also Taylor Burton said that, uh, didn't know if y'all caught this, but in episode one, when Jen's talking about, uh, with her person, the paralegal, uh, about the other law firm they're going against. And that was a agent captain or no, no, no. Yeah. Agent Carter reference that was in the agent Carter series. Okay. Uh, it was the same law firm mentioned. Yeah, and that that law firm is actually the name of the three Marvel founders, and then the the character that's going to end up hiring She Hulk. Um, it's an, an amalgam of those four names. Yep. Was it like H L something? It's G M. Uh, let's see, it's G L K. G L something in K. G L K. So it's uh G L K and H. G L K and H. Because the K is for Stan, uh, for Kirby, the right. L is for. Uh, Stanley and Lieber. Uh, yep. Yeah, and the G is for Martin Goodman, yep. the original owner of Timely Comics. That's right. Um, and then uh, Batfleck Daredevil. That is all. Yeah, Taylor. I think that I think that that would be incredible if we get Ben Affleck back as Daredevil. Uh, I actually like Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I'm I, not gonna lie. I, I've said it several times on the show. I love. I think. Much like Ben Affleck was the person to cast for Batman, I think that he was the perfect person to cast for Daredevil as well. Mm-hmm. I think his portrayal of Daredevil is good. Yeah. I think that what they did with that portrayal is terrible. I think the the movie itself is silly. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. Uh, and and yeah, a couple of the things that I always cite is the uh, superhero fight in the middle of the day Art. in broad daylight in a children's <laughs> uh, playground. Yeah. And then the thing at the beginning of the movie where uh, uh, Ben... Uh, what is his name? The uh, the reporter uh, looks over and like throws a cigarette on the ground and, and lights up the daredevil yeah. symbol. Like, why did he take the time to yeah. do that? But you know, well, another great thing we did get out of that. What's that? John Favreau playing Foggy Nelson. That's true. I would I would love to see a uh, a Ben Affleck Daredevil and John Favreau yeah. Foggy Nelson meeting. Yeah, well, I would love to see if uh, John Favreau Foggy meet a John Favreau or John Favreau Happy uh, Happy <laughs> like from two universes. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Uh, I also I love the the Ben Affleck Daredevil costume. Oh yeah, um, it looked good. Except in in the beginning of the movie, he leaves the jacket zipped up, and it looks really good. And then he, through the rest of the movie, he has it unzipped, and he has like the Fonz collar. Mm-hmm. That's less fun. But I I did enjoy the original, yeah. uh, the the original way the costume looked. Oh yeah, and and I I don't have any complaints about Bullseye. I think Bullseye was so great in that. Um, he's silly, but it's it is, like yeah. it's, it's so good. And Michael he's Clark got a Duncan's. Uh, Wilson Fisk, I, I love that. Me too. too. I'm no a complaints. huge Michael Clark Duncan fan. So I think he was a great kingpin. I think that you see in, he's uh, big man. I yes, mean. in uh, 
um, in Hawkeye and then in Echo, everything you see with him as the kingpin, bigger. Or, um, not him, but uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin, they're doing this thing where they make his suits wider bigger. and wider. Yeah. So it's like they're big giving us the kingpin him. we deserve. Yeah. So, I mean, but he, Michael Clark Duncan was just huge. Yeah. <laughs> like he was like, I'll gain like 50 pounds and be, be a perfect kingpin. And it was yeah. like, yeah, dude. Well, perfect. one thing I noticed was uh, like Vincent D'Onofrio in Daredevil series. I mean, he's already a bigger guy, you know, but he's not. But then I noticed they made his chest and shoulders broader in Hawkeye, but he actually looks slimmer in the face and neck. Yeah. But then now we're getting these echo pictures, and I mean, he's just this broad. I'm like, that's the kingpin that we deserve yeah. from the comics in and the, the Spider-Man in the series. white and black suit. Yes. And, yeah. With the with the purple. I think he even shows the purple. Uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Ascot. Ascot. Yeah. Yeah. And the... Uh, pocket square yep. so another little fun fun little thing uh, if you, in case you're wondering pixar exists in the mcu now since uh she hulk yeah has been debuted yeah they mentioned because, up yeah she, uh, inside out oh inside out yeah Oops. mentioned inside out uh also a little fun thing that tiktok done heard is uh so back in avengers uh age of ultron tony sits there and tells bruce you know he's like wouldn't you just enjoy Turner Brown instead of Green sitting on the beach drinking margaritas. And, uh, you know, then we get the whole thing with Tony Stark and Bruce built this. And and Tony always jokes about taking it away. And and actually, you see more of the Browns coming out in, with the Green on the Hulk. So, uh, yeah, just a little call back there that they're... Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It was pre- that continuity I, is I love great. how they do that. They go that far back. I mean, what, what, what was Avengers Age of Ultron, what, 10 years ago? Uh, yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nine-ish years ago, I think, because the MCU's been around 12 years now, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, 08 so, when it first started. I want to say we, we went, what, like three or four years before Avengers dropped, and then a couple more years mm-hmm. before. So it might have been five oh, or shit. six years ago that we got uh, Age of Ultron. We started out in 08 with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 18 be 10 years, 19, 20, 21, 22. We're actually 14 going in 15 years. Shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so we got the Sakaar ship that, that ran them off the road. Uh, it's not the uh, same Sakaar ship that we thought it was going to be from the Grandmaster. Yeah. But uh, I, I wonder if they're going to lead any more into that, where he's like, yeah, I need to figure out what kind of message you're trying to deliver, or if that's just going to be for another film later on down the road. I think we're going to see it in the in the series, I, probably I, at the at end. At the very, very end. Yeah. Like an in-scene credit. Yeah, it'll be like Doc Brown showing up in the end of uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> like, Marty, you got to come with me. Right. Your kids are turning to shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, uh, yeah, we get uh, Captain America. He uh, he fucks. Uh, <laughs> that's our one F for the whole show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, we, well, She-Hulk is actually obsessed with knowing if Captain America is a virgin in the comics, I read. And they kind of carried that into the series, which is it's funny. It uh, keeps it light and... Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, so Cap lost his virginity back in 1943 on the USO tour before he met Peggy Carter. Yep. Um, so, you know, at and least when he traveled back and met her in Endgame, he's not getting to the bedroom with no experience. Right. He just hasn't done it in a minute, yeah. you know? <laughs> and what's really funny is all these theories and these little fun things that's probably not going to lead to nothing. Because, uh, you know, the person that played Meredith Quill also played the USO girl. 
Oh. <laughs> in, Captain, in Captain America, the first Avenger, that is, you know, I, th- I think she's the one that uh, peeks to the curtain and is watching them change or whatever. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, they're like, you know, so you, you Cap can't... is Star Lord's so great, great grandpa. grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, and maybe that's why the ben Infinity. Put that in the chat. <laughs> he lost his, yeah. his virginity to Star Lord. And they're grandma. like, maybe that's why, you know, with him also being part of a celestial, and that is also what helped him not die when he had the Infinity Stone, because he's got, you know, two different uh, strengths coming from two different sources. Yeah. But yeah. So Star Lord is part super soldier, part uh, celestial. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Vance Astro is Space Captain America, and uh, we haven't gotten him in, in the, the show yet. Maybe uh, Star Little have a long-lost brother, and that's uh, <laughs> from the uh, from Cap hooking up with his great-grandma, you know? So we, we got a little clip of Episode 2 from She-Hulk, and uh, just watched it a while ago. And <laughs> Yeah, while we were live on yeah. TikTok. And uh, now it's literally them sitting with her family around the dinner table just... Kind of bickering and stuff, so I don't know what that was about. Uh, yeah, that'll be, ought to be fun. Hopefully, yeah. So more the to that episode the, than that. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking that that scene with her sitting around talking to her family is the the drawing we got in the end of uh, the credits for episode one, mm-hmm. where she's sitting around with her family. So we're just going to get that extended family introduced. Gotcha. Um, it does say in that scene, it's got everybody listed, right. and then it's got aunt in quotations. And there's a theory that there's a, a uh, Bruce and uh, Jennifer have an aunt who is a genius, and she's evil. Really? And yeah, she's a villain from the She-Hulk comics. And huh. the theory is that that who that that's who that's going to be. So we're going to be introduced to this character in episode two in huh. that family scene. Oh, another little fun thing I seen the other day. It, it's fair enough. Is you know everybody's always wanting to know what's up with the celestial hand coming out, and nobody said nothing like that. Yeah. And so I seen a guy that was on TikTok. He's like, I got one even better for you. He's like, what about the blob that exploded when Ego was sitting there doing his expansion behind Dairy Queen? And nobody's mentioned that either. He's like, or Earth is just so used to weird shit like that going on. That's why nobody cares about a giant hand sticking out because we've had that go on. We've had Battle of New York go on. We've had, you know, Sokovia. So nobody just cares anymore. <laughs> ben said that's Ego's ass. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that that, that it's just... That's a Wednesday right? in, in the 616 yeah. <laughs> is why nobody's talking about it. Um, very much like uh, uh, Invincible or The Boys, these mm-hmm. worlds where people live with superheroes actually flying through the sky on a daily basis. Right. It's just normal. Makes sense. You know, you don't think about a 747 flying over you, even though it's one of the biggest marvels of the modern age. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you live in a world where those marvels are everyday events... Maybe you just don't get that excited about it. It's true. That's, uh, that's about all I got for She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah so She-Hulk episode two comes out tonight, uh, 2 a.m. I, I probably will not be up to see that. Me neither. Uh, uh, Taylor Burton wants to know what we heard about uh, Warner Brothers signing Matt Reeves on for a big contract. So Yeah, there's a there's – a, all, all I read, I didn't read a whole lot into it. I almost actually put that on the rumor mill, but I ran out of time since I was writing my rumor mill as we were going live. Uh so, apparently, they're going to do an expansion of his universe. Uh, there's there's an expansion that he was he's being given, and there's going to be a whole complete universe. He's but they've canceled his two HBO Max series, and instead are moving on to making movies with him. So that's interesting. It is, yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, Ben keeps bringing up House of the Dragon in the chat. Uh, I haven't 
watched it yet. I haven't either. Um, I know episode one and two are out now, um, but I will. Uh, but I can say that Matt Smith is one of my favorite actors of all time. He was He's my second favorite doctor from Doctor Who. Um, and I hear he kills it in this. And uh, he almost passed on the role um, as Damon Targaryen. So it, uh, I think this is going to be huge for him. And I'm really excited because he's been in a lot of things where he's really good. But the movie or property that he's in did not do well. Um, he's in um, Last Night in Soho, the Edgar Wright film. Uh, as kind of the villain. Um, he's the villain in Morbius, and uh, we all know how well It's Morbin time went. Uh, but uh, I think that this is this is the, the time when Matt Smith finally breaks through in American television, and I'm here for it, man. I think it's incredible. I can't wait. Heck yeah. So uh, this week, speaking of uh, breaking into American television, our top five this week are top five films we'd like to cameo in. So welcome to Top 5, uh, a condensed version, because Brittany is not here to give her part of the list. Uh, but uh, we are doing Top 5 films that we would like to cameo in. Uh, oh, so he caught his big break with Morpheus. Uh, no, he did not catch his <laughs> big break with Morpheus. Um, but, uh, Blake, would you like to kick us off with your number 5? Number 5, uh, of Extraordinary... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen 2. I know there's not one, but I mainly put that on my list just because I, I would like there to be one. I would like for there to be one. So, uh, I want a whole you know, movie made so I can cameo in yes, it. Yes, I want it made. Just, yes. Uh, so I don't know. You know how they did the fun thing? It was like, you know, uh, Special Agent Tom Sawyer, you know, and, and they did all these things. So, uh, yeah, cameo in there and be like, uh, so it had to be a little bit past, the, you know, turn of the century, 1900s. Like Henry Ford, and uh, I don't know s- something. So uh, I really think you should read the comics. I think really? you should get the trade and read it and see the difference between the movie you love mm-hmm. and the actual story that was written, and see if it still holds up gotcha. when you've when you've read what Alan Moore originally wrote. Hmm. Uh, Heather, what do you have in chat? Nick Beck's number five is Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I, I would love to be in a Star Wars film as well. I think that's the that's the goal of all nerds. Oh, yeah. And I really would only want a cameo in a Star Wars film so that I can... Oh, maybe um, Clone Wars or uh, Attack of the Clones because I would love to hang around in that scene where all the Jedi fight in the uh, gladiator arena mm-hmm. and then run in and steal a lightsaber, <laughs> you know, that after they're all great. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Burton's number five is Lord of the Rings as Gandalf's long lost bastard son. Hey, Gandalf gets down. Yeah. I, actually, I don't know if the if angels uh, in old men's bodies can can hook up with women, but hey, maybe. Ben's number five is Lord of the Rings: Return of the Kings as one of the ghosts. Hmm. Wow, what a uh, that's hmm. a that's a niche cameo actually because uh, there's a a lot of those ghosts. Yeah, It'd be hard to is. see who you were. Especially with looks on their face. My number five is John Wick, uh, the first movie, specifically when he goes into the Continental the first time and he's just kind of hanging out in that room with all of the other assassins. I'd love to be just kind of chilling with him there, like a little bit of a party, hanging out, you know, Hmm. seeing some cool people, you know, making some connections and then killing them later, Uh, that kind of thing. Jesse Deuce says, the starting theme inspired a Taco Bell run. What did I miss? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, okay. The starting theme. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, you didn't miss much, Jesse. We were talking about uh, the the rumor mill was pretty good, and our uh, our uh, coverage of uh, She Hulk episode one was like riveting, edge of your seat kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to your rewatch. You want my number uh, four? Yes, Blake. Would you be so kind as to give us your number four? My number four, uh, Moon Knight. Thoroughly enjoyed that show. Uh, literally likes my number two out of the Disney Plus series. Uh, I would love to be just so, one a cameo of someone in the insane asylum. Yeah, like yeah, just be some crazy person. Now yeah. we know that the mental institution uh, that Mark Spector experienced well, was yeah, all in it's his not head. insane asylum. I guess it is mental. In- so are yeah. you trying to be in that mental institution where yeah. it's all in his head, or are you trying to be in the mental institution no, at in the his, end? In his head. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's cool. Because yeah. then you'd be one of his personalities, exactly. which means you could potentially be a Moon Knight. Exactly. That's awesome. What would your Moon Knight be? Which one? No, what like oh. like each? Oh, my per like personalized yeah, yeah, yeah. character. So we've got Moon Knight, we've right. got Mister Knight. Man, uh, I don't know. Mister Knight's really my style. So yeah, uh, maybe like a Southern gentleman version. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe maybe Master Knight. Master Knight. Yeah, <laughs> be better. Yeah. Um, my uh, well, yeah, dude, I would love to be in uh, in Moon Knight, and uh, yeah. and you know what, I would actually love to do in the part where they were at the Pantheon and all of the um the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, avatars died. Yeah, is maybe just be there and like grab another avatar and just be like, yeah. hey man, or another statue and just be like, I'll be your avatar. Yeah, <laughs> give me some powers. Um, just give me powers. I don't care which one. Yeah, I don't care what it is. Yeah. I'll sell my soul to you. Yeah, Colonel Knight. Yes, oh, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> Colonel Knight. The white suit makes sense. It's perfect. Oh man. Ah, I love it. Uh, Brittany, uh, Bla- uh, Heather. <laughs> I do that to my kids too. I cycle through all of their names. I'm like, you know, you know which one I'm talking to. Taylor's Heather. Number, Taylor's number four is John Wick as his younger, bigger brother. John Wick is his younger, bigger brother. Yeah, dude, that'd be cool. Um, you would you also be incredible at uh, Russian wrestling, or I don't know. It's, it's hard asking <laughs> questions to chat. Uh, <laughs> Nick Beck's number four is Jurassic Park. Clever girl. That was it. That was the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> he said no more. Uh, uh, where's Ben's um, number let's four? Let's see. Ben's is. Uh, oh. He wants to be a second pizza boy on a different night on the original te- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where he delivers pizza on time and secure the full payment, payment for a tiny <laughs> pizza. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Uh, dude, I love I love the first Ninja Turtles movie. It's uh I mean it's it's hokey. I mean I love it though. Yeah, but so yes. good. Um, I think my f- the the part I'd like to be a part of is in when they fight all the guys in the um, the downstairs of April's apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, Michelangelo grabs a couple of sausages and he's using them like nunchucks. <laughs> I would love to just witness that. Just like, oh no, that's the second movie. That's the second movie. Uh, Secret Zoos. Yeah, uh, that was in the second movie because that's when they meet uh, Kino. Yep. Yeah. Sure. I love that one too, though. Yes, yeah, it's got Vanilla Ice in it with his best song he ever did. Yeah. Uh, way better than Ice Ice Baby, Ninja Rap, faux show. I like Nick Beck's number three, but we're not at number three yet. We're not at number three yet. All right, uh, my number four, um, Gross Point Blank. Just literally anywhere in that movie, but maybe specifically the class reunion where he murders that other assassin in the hallway. Uh, I would love to help him 
get rid of a body or whatever. But that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, uh, great film. Thank you. Blake, your number three. I don't even care where. Just somewhere. Back to the Future. Okay. I, I love those movies. Just, uh, I don't know, go, go go in time real quick. Be like, oh, shit, wrong time. You know, and have some cameo right there. I, I'm not even picky when it comes to that one. Could you imagine just being, like, behind the car whenever Marty's mom kisses him and being like, oh, my God, he just made up with his mom. <laughs> just, like, audibly. Everybody be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Heather, what we got in chat? Nick Beck's number three is She-Hulk's Bedroom. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Or bed. <laughs> She-Hulk's bedroom or bed. You get more Nick, descriptive. <laughs> Nick, the only the only downside I see to this, and I totally believe in your game. I totally think you got this. Uh, but if she didn't want you there, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna end poorly. That's a different for you. story there. <laughs> Taylor's number three is in any of the new Godzilla MonsterVerse movies as one of the humans that Godzilla connects with. Aww, just have uh, like a little little moment. I'd rather be His favorite character creature of all time. He said, "Yeah, I'd rather be maybe a monster that uh, that gets to fight Godzilla, like a, a human that got like uh, a growth ray shot on them or something." <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> Can't wait for Katrina to clip that out and put it on the internet. Yeah. Um, is that is that is that exactly what the human would sound like? Uh, if it was me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What would your What would your giant human sound like? I don't know. I just wouldn't think give I'd be give like, us your best uh, impression of what you would sound like. Of a human? That'd be yeah, like, if, as a giant version well, of yourself. Like what I think I would sound like or what people yeah, what down you would there sound would like. hear me sound like. Because if oh. they were down there, they'd be like... Yeah, what people would hear. Do what people would hear. What people would hear? I don't know. Godzilla, I'm coming to kill you. Wow, that's aggressive. Yeah. Heather, what you got? Huh? What do you got? Ben's number three. No, 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 no. What, what your, what, as a giant, what would people hear from giant Heather? Put them down from down oh, below. Man. They probably wouldn't be able to hear me. Why? Because I still talk quiet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so just be little whispers. <laughs> I'm guessing we're not going to get Heather's. What's uh, what's chat got? <laughs> Ben's number three is Transformers. Watching Megan Fox run in slow-mo. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> And then just questioning, like, why are you running like that? You know, what you, we're we're being attacked. Speed up, you know. Got places to be. Weird thumbs and all. Weird thumbs and all. She does have weird thumbs. Huh. Uh, my number three is the 1989 Batman movie starring Michael Keaton, um, preferably in the Batcave as Robin. Nice. Yeah. I was, uh, let's see, uh, seven years old when that came out. Uh, be a I think it was out. Uh, younger than Damien, I guess. But If I was in that one, I would want to be in a scene with Jack Nicholson. I don't know that you would. Yeah. He, he kills pretty much everyone he interacts yeah, with that's in that fine. film. I love Jack Nicholson. Man. He's a great one of top actors. I love. Yeah, so. I saw, um, and I only saw it as like a short clip, but I guess Willem Dafoe was on SNL recently, and he was like, everybody wants me to play the Joker, which I... <laughs> He would be a good Joker. I'd I love think. to see it. I'd love to see it. I mean, it. he's got the psycho, crazy look, and then that smile. I imagine there was a whole bit built around that, but I didn't get to see the rest of it. I just know that he did. Sit, he did acknowledge on huh. you know national television that people want him to play the Joker. He plays so. a great bad guy. He does. He's a great villain. Uh, Blake, what is your number two? Uh, number two, I want to be in uh, one of Tom Holland's Spider Mans or Andrew Garfield's, just definitely not Tobey Maguire's, and uh, <laughs> I, I want to be that guy that's like 
Spider-Man, do a flip! Or, or some little cameo like that guy, or, you know, where he's also videoing Shang-Chi. Uh, I, I love that guy's cameos and how they're continuing to put him in the MCU now. So I, I would love some little fun little thing like that. I would love to pull a Cindy Moon and, like, right after Spider-Man gets bit by the spider, just be close enough that I can also get bit by the spider and also get Spider-Man powers. <laughs> You know? Who's Cindy Moon? Uh, Silk. She's a oh, character okay. from the Spider-Man comics. She got bit by the same spider that bit Peter Parker and got his same powers. But then Before she... it did, died? Yeah. But then oh. she um, hid the fact that she was a spider-powered superhero until she was an adult. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. But she has the same abilities as Peter. Uh, Heather, what do we have in chat? Taylor's number two is Thor Ragnarok what? when Thor and Hulk are <laughs> fighting in the arena. <laughs> down out of the sky is Beta Ray Bourbon. <laughs> Beta Ray Burton might be my new favorite thing. Uh, yes. And sit both of their asses down and say it's Thorbin time. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, dude, I would love to be in Ragnarok as well. Oh, yeah. Perfect yeah. Thor movie. I mean, the best one. So. Yeah. <laughs> no one is arguing against that at all. I never once said that, that <laughs> Love and Thunder was better than Ragnarok. I just said I enjoyed it. Nick Beck's number two is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But like the first movie or the newer movie with, uh, 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 God, what is her name? The new Rita Repulsa. Um, I don't know. There's a new. Elizabeth. Something. I'm. I'm drawing a blank, but and yeah, there's a newer Power Rangers movie. It came out a oh. few years back, um, and actually, the the kid that uh, the first one, okay, perfect. Uh, that's when they introduced the Ninja uh, Rangers, which hell yeah, dude. Right. Oh wait, was that? No, no, that wasn't the first one. Was it? Was that Turbo? It was Turbo. Elizabeth um, Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Thank you, Taylor Burton. Elizabeth Banks plays Rita Repulsa. She's the oh, former I Green Ranger yep. in the in the new one. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, whenever they fought Ivan Ooze, that's a that's a fun movie. For sure, and I've you know I've met a few of the Power Rangers. They're they're decent people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> except for Austin St. John. <laughs> anyway, Ben's number two is Interstellar. He just wants to hang out in the fifth dimension. That sounds like a great time. Uh, confusing, uh, uh, and very much the the visuals for that were very much stolen for uh, uh, Doctor Strange, and then also Multiverse of Madness. They yeah. definitely borrowed heavily off of the visuals oh, yeah. from Interstellar. My number two, uh, The Wolverine. Uh, probably not the best Wolverine film, but the scene at the, the deleted scene at the end when Wolverine gets his costume, uh, I would love to be cameo in that so I could be there for whenever he actually puts the Wolverine costume on because right. we never actually get to see Hugh Jackman in a Wolverine costume. Blake, are you ready? Um, I'm ready. It's time for your number one. All right. Uh, number one, you said. Yeah, yeah, you're number one. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd want to be uh, one of the X uh, X Men. I know, and like one of the X Men movies, just let it be a flashback that you didn't see. It was a cut 
scene or whatever. So we'll, we'll say this is going to be a made-up scene in one of the X-Men movies where it's going back in Wolverine's past. Uh, even if it was in the crappy Wolverine origins, I, I don't care. Uh, to where it's just a clip cut back where I was Wolverine's best friend, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then, then later on, you know, we reconnect and kick it again, drink a couple beers, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Where you're Wolverine's best friend. Yep. Excellent. That's a... Uh, um, <laughs> everyone, absolutely everyone knows that Wolverine's best friend is Nightcrawler. Uh, so. Oh, no, no, no. I would be the one that, you know, a lot of people didn't know about. Yeah. Yeah. He was the best, best friend. I was the best, the best, best, friend. best friend. You really want to get on the bad side of Nightcrawler? He'll yeah. just leave you in the hell dimension. That's fine. Yeah. Cause I think we've been on rounds about going in and out of the hell dimension and how that can lead up to. So. Yeah, we have. That was with, uh, <laughs> the, uh, episode where we, uh. <laughs> Pick characters and had them fight each other. In the Sentry, <laughs> it is. It's gone. That's a long gone episode. But the Sentry could not uh, stay in any dimension we put him in. He just kept getting out. Yeah. Uh, Heather, what do we got in chat? And you don't have to read all, all of, that. of that. Okay. All right. Jake I'll Bex read. It. Number one is the Masters of the Universe. Yes the the film with Dolph Lundgren as uh, is He Man. Uh, it's a laughably bad film, but it's still a good time. Uh, I'm going to read this. Taylor Burton's number one. All right. So towards the end of the Snyder Cut of Justice League, they just beat Steppenwolf, and they're all cra- catching. He broke crashing. And they're all catching their breath and calming down. Off in the distance, you hear a motorcycle approaching, but it's coming from the sky. <laughs> it gets closer and closer. It's getting darker out there. There's thunder, and then boom! I slam down on the ground in front of the Justice League, and I'm Lobo. I put my cigar out of on my tongue crack my knuckles and let the beatings commence <laughs> that's great i ship this so effing hard yes please I, that is freaking great <laughs> yes please i feel like he's played this in his head before dude i would i think that the very next time taylor burton shows up for a con if he doesn't come as lobo yes. i'm officially ending our friendship <laughs> i need this in my life um oh my even God. better than the idea of uh uh why can i not keep his name in my head uh, the guy that plays Aquaman, Jason uh, Momoa. Momoa, even better than Jason Momoa as Lobo. I think Taylor Burton oh, yeah. would be the perfect. Jason Lobo. Momoa wishes he could be Taylor Burton. Everyone wishes they could be Taylor Burton. Are you kidding me? <laughs> have you met the man? Oh, I have. Yes. It's my brother. Yes, my He's brother. A, it, uh, my life changed that day. A lot of people say that your life changes when you have kids. You know, because mm-hmm. you you just become a very different person sure. once you meet that tiny little bundle of joy. Right. Uh, I've got five kids, and I don't remember a single one of them changing my life as well as t- as Taylor Burton did. That's pretty impactful. Yeah. yeah. I would sell those kids in a heartbeat to keep Taylor Burton in my life. Well, I didn't really, you know, I believed that love at first sight two times. Taylor's one of them, too. Yeah. Yep. That's incredible. That is incredible. Uh, <laughs> Heather, what's Ben's number one? And you can just say the first part there. The Crow. Nope. Keep reading. Uh, why? Huh? Why? Ben's? Yeah. He gives you a description. That's fine. Uh... The Crow, just watching some dude in bad makeup shredding on the guitar after brutally murdering a group of people, eating a hot dog with onions on it while it's pouring rain. Uh, no onions. Makes you fart big time. <laughs> and he gives you bad breath. <laughs> ben, he, guys, he's my friend. Stop come, trying to come between us. Uh, too late, dude. Shouldn't have introduced us to him. Uh, my number one is uh, The Hangover. Uh, particularly the first one. Uh, Just the scene where they meet Mike Tyson so that I can beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So that's my number one. (laughs) Uh, Blake, what are we going to do next week for our number ones? 
Man. Our number fives. <laughs> top fives? Top fives. <laughs> our top fives. What are we going to do next week for our top five? fives is what I was trying to say this whole time. Oh, let's see. What do you, I don't know. We, let's go to the let's go to the list. Let's, let's go to our top five list sponsored yeah, by True North Energy Drinks. Uh, top five lists. Uh, you're getting knocked out and fed to a tiger. I don't think that's going to go the way you think it's going to go. I think uh, I think Mr. Tyson is going to regret every fight he's ever been in because he didn't do a better job of learning how to defend himself. <laughs> uh, let's pull up this top five list. We'll go through some options and maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get some uh, feedback from our chat. Um, hang tight, guys, because right after this, we're doing an "Are You Done?" where it's uh, Blake has. <laughs> I was shocked. I was surprised. <laughs> Uh, Blake uh, had no idea that he was going to be arguing this with me, and uh, he's got She-Hulk, and I have Supergirl. So Taylor says top five shows or movies you would rewrite rewrite to be better. Top what? five shows or I like, like that idea. Lantern. Tyson would bite your ear off, dude. I got another one. The gods saw fit to grace me with another. Ben, I saw. <laughs> I know for a fact you'd be fed to a tiger. Eat eat shit, dude. Like I would totally beat Tyson's ass. Uh, Top five shows or movies you would rewrite to be better, et cetera. Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. That is a really, actually, I think we can go with that. Anybody else uh, got anything else they want to do? Because I think there's a lot of properties that I would like to see redone in a good way, and I have a good idea for how that could happen. All right. Uh, I'm good with that. Yeah. Taylor Burton, uh, top five shows or movies uh, you would like to rewrite. Top five fantasy rewrites. Think that's an easy way to say that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Top five fantasy rewrites for next week. All right. Uh, we are going to crack into this top five list we made in our chat, though. Uh, not today, but uh, we will start cracking on. Uh, cracking. We'll start cracking. We'll start getting <laughs> these lists done, too, because we have about 100 top fives in our, our chat there that we have not touched. So, Blake. I'm not ready, but let's do this. Top five times Tyson beat Danny's ass. Uh, that there'd be no, no, no times. We've not met Mr. Tyson and I, uh, but if we ever do, and he wants to step in the ring, step in that squared circle with your, uh, your nerd king, I will dominate his ass. Um, fantastic. Blake, do you want to, uh, you want to argue some nerd shit? I'll attempt to. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Welcome to Are You Done? Uh, Blake, you want to tell the peop- the folks at home what we're doing? Yeah, today we're going to argue who's better, uh, She-Hulk or Supergirl, right? Correct. And uh, Danny's got Supergirl. I've got She-Hulk. Uh, this was a surprise, so I'm not prepared. So there's going to be a lot of reading off screen. So <laughs> Great. Uh, but anyways, this is where we are going to get a minute apiece with no interruptions to talk about our character, tell you a little bit of backstory or what they can do, what they're capable of. Uh, then we go two minutes head-to-head arguing, cutting each other off and trying to keep it above the belt on punches uh, of why ours are better. And then we both get to finish it off with 30-second rebuttals with no interruption. And then you, the fans, uh, in the comments will give us while we're arguing or giving our, our character's uh, explanation. We'll do She-Hulk, a wow emoji in the comments, or Supergirl laughing emoji. And votes will be tallied up, and we'll see who the winner is. You already have vote <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. thanks I should have smothered you with a pillow when you were a baby <laughs> <laughs> okay
Okay, Heather, whenever you're ready, I will uh, I will kick us off. Okay, so Supergirl, Kara Zor-El, she is the older cousin of Superman. She is an experienced superhero in her own right, and she has taken on some of the uh, biggest bosses that Superman himself could not handle. Um, she has Kryptonian strength, speed, uh, she has ice breath, she has laser vision, and... She um, is trained in the Kryptonian uh, hand-to-hand combat, which I forget the name of right this second, but she's actually better at it than Kal-El is. Um, she is uh, she's incredible. She's uh, stood toe-to-toe with most of the Justice League. Um, she's been an incredible hero in her own right. And she, uh, after dying in Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, came back uh, as... Uh, <laughs> uh, she came back uh, it as a, uh, a an incredible hero, uh, and uh, she returned to the canon, and she has been amazing ever since. Uh, she's also. Um, Did we have a? I got it on my phone. Cool. Um, she's. Uh, <laughs> I I think that uh, while we know that She Hulk, there we go. God, I look super right. red. Go. You are quite red. <laughs> so I got She-Hulk. She-Hulk's body is a superhumanly durable and nearly impervious to force pain and disease. Uh, her skin can withstand extreme temperatures as well as tremendous stresses and impacts without puncture wounds or lacerations. Uh, she is... Uh, what? <laughs> also, she possesses a healing factor which enables her to completely recover within minutes. Uh, let's see. She-Hulk is a formidable... Uh, <laughs> hand-to-hand combat having been trained by captain american gamora her, even in her uh, jennifer walters form she possesses sufficient skill in martial arts to dispatch several would-be muggers much larger larger than she is she wants to display sufficient knowledge of an acupressure to render abomination instant by striking several nerve clusters after first using psychology to distract him She's also smart. She's a skilled, experienced attorney who attended UCLA School of Law, where she was a member uh, on the Order of the Coif, a National Merit Society for Top Legal Scholars. <laughs> the Order of the what? Coif. <laughs> C-O-I-F. Coif. Uh, oh, boy. Coif. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be careful with the pronunciation on that. Yeah. Uh, TikTok, we did enjoy the new She-Hulk show. I, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I oh, cannot God, read yeah. your username, it. but uh, yes, in answer to your question, we did. Very much enjoy the new She-Hulk show. Uh, Blake, you ready to uh, you ready to argue this out, my guy? Man, I'm going to try. <laughs> I mean, we all know my person's the top one, so, I mean, you, I'll say what points you are You don't valid. even know if She-Hulk could win this fight. She's Marvel. Of course she's going to win this fight. Heather, right. you just let us know. Go. So She-Hulk uh, has the ability to get stronger the angrier she gets. Sure. Uh, Supergirl's just always incredibly strong. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think that what, she's... How are you going to damage me? Like, what damage can you do to me? How are you going to kill me? So uh, it's pretty... Uh, it's canon that in the uh, uh, Hulk versus Superman fight from Marvel versus DC that he mm-hmm. can just use his laser vision to hold Hulk down until he ran out of energy and transformed back into his normal human form. Sure. Well, you can't really run Jennifer Walters. I mean, yeah, out of energy. I mean... Why couldn't you? If you can do it to the Hulk, who has... She's uh, better than the Hulk. She's not... She's Just because she is a Hulk doesn't mean she's exactly she's like She's actually like weaker the than the Hulk. Hulk. Is she? Yes. She's, okay. She's known well, to have... She's still stronger than Hercules, and, uh, you know, she's actually stronger okay. than Wonder Man. Uh, right. Yeah. Two characters both uh, less powerful than Superman. Superman? Well, yeah. we're not talking about Superman. We don't... We can compare uh, Kara Zor-El's Kryptonian strength to that of Superman. So, they well, have so the you want to argue Superman the Hulk, or you want to... Uh, 
like RUR characters that we're doing right now. Well, I'm just saying that uh, as a standard, we've never seen Supergirl fight She-Hulk, but right. we do know that Hulk and She-Hulk have similar powers and limits, and we know that Supergirl and Superman have similar powers and limits, mm-hmm. and in the fight between Superman and, and Hulk, mm-hmm. this was the, the That outcome. would be a great so argument. We should fight those. You know, We should really go with those characters. No, no, no. We can argue these two oh, characters. Okay. So I, mean, uh, I think that while She-Hulk may inherently have more brute strength mm-hmm. than Supergirl, I think the fact that she can't control herself in midair gives her less maneuverability. And I think that the strength that Supergirl does possess will give her the ability to cause damage to She-Hulk, uh, leading to her being able to take the victory in this fight. I don't know. I, I really don't think that. I mean, also, I mean... You can't just say, I don't think that. Like, yeah, have yeah. that an argument. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, I really, I I, I really wasn't prepared either. for... That's, I really, that's really wasn't the point of this, this. this whole thing. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure, uh, besides you not being able to kill kill my character... And it's my, not about my, death. It's about knocking them out. All you have to do uh, is... I don't think so. Them. I'm impervious to pain, force pain. Just like me and Mike Tyson. All you gotta do is knock them out. I will take my 30 seconds to give my final comments on this. Yep. Uh, I don't even have to worry about arguing well enough to win this fight because Blake doesn't care enough about this character to argue <laughs> to win this fight. Um, I think that Supergirl, uh, being Kryptonian, gives her a power level that is non-equal to what uh, She-Hulk has. I think that at the end of the day, the fact that she can control herself in the air gives her the advantage of speed and flight uh, maneuverability. Uh, it's the it's the difference between a tank versus a fighter jet. Um, a, a tank's great, but it can't it can't get out of the way. Thirty seconds. Go. All right. I mean, even though I wasn't prepared for this and didn't know about this, uh I don't know, man. I I think She Hulk all the way around is 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 a is the people's favorite and she's more well rounded than Supergirl. Uh I mean, literally my person heals immediately and is impervious to everything that your person can do. I it says there's no proof that you can wear me out down to human form. Also, you know, I feel like my person's smarter than yours. Uh I mean, p- put Supergirl in a court and see how well she can win over a jury. Uh a uh, Blake? Are you done? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, are you done? Uh, we will be posting this video back up on our social media. You guys can watch it again. Uh, we will be tallying the votes two weeks from now, and we will have results for you uh Two Wednesdays from now. Um, ben says she's green. Supergirl's biggest weakness is to color green. <laughs> well, it's kryptonite. No, no, not necessarily green. And also, to your to your point about the intelligence, uh, Kryptonians are a superior form of life from humans, and they actually have a higher brain function than we do. Just saying. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Boom! Looking for this. Thank you, Taylor Burton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so next week for Are You Done, I think that we should argue uh, Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil versus... Um, there's some DC characters that are similar to Daredevil, but I want a good one. I want a really good one. Who do you think from DC would be... Don't say Batman. Who do you think from DC would be great to Batman, argue I would pick Batman because Batman would win with plot armor. People people are always going to say Batman because Daredevil is De- is Marvel's Batman. Um, and so is Moon Knight, and there's a bunch of other Batman analogs in the Marvel Universe. Uh, that's what happens when you just have that open creative ability. Uh, hmm. I thought it was a different thing. What? Anyway. Oh. 
so let's say Daredevil. Oh, he's meaning instead of Are You Done? Oh, you're right. Uh, actually, oh, yeah. actually, next week uh, we we we're like a month out. Daredevil versus Green Arrow. I don't know. That's yeah, exactly. We're like a month out. Well, over a month. Yeah, that's out a good one. I'll next, be Daredevil. Uh, so from our next Are You Done? We got time to figure it out. So next week. I'm going to have another mystery segment. And oddly enough, this first month where I decided to do mystery segments has five Wednesdays. So we're going to be doing one that we will maybe or maybe not do ever again. So uh, it'll nice. be another new mystery segment next week. Um, and then the week after that, we will go back to doing our 20 questions or we'll do the new one. Who knows? Uh, the future is wide open. Hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of us for the week, guys. What do you think? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I've got. Um, so... For those of you out there who are just tuning in or just joining us or have recently found Comically Inclined, we are the Nerd News Network. We are an internet-based television network. Um, we have uh, September 30th, October 1st and 2nd, we have CapeCon coming up. We're going to have all four of the main Ruby actors, uh, voice actors here uh, in attendance, as well as Catherine Sutherland and Nakia Burris, the second Pink Ranger and the third Yellow Ranger. Um, if you are in the Cape Girardeau area, you can pick up tickets at capeevents.com. Uh, you can also find a link to that on our website, comicallyinclined.com. If you are interested in uh, a few other things that we do that you can't get access to on our uh, normal uh, social media avenues. You can also join our Patreon where we have exclusive videos and content. Uh, our levels are now $1, $3, and $5. $5 being our shout-out level. Uh, we currently have Mike Casey, Taylor Burden, and Keaton New all on our shout-out level. Uh, and you can be up in the lofty uh shout out level that they have found themselves at i was looking for a better compliment but i really <laughs> i didn't come up with anything i failed miserably at that um also however you are consuming this media if you would be so kind as to leave us a rating a like uh five stars um however you want to do it um uh links to all of our sponsors and uh our socials are in the show notes that you can find underneath the the stream um, if you have a question or a burning desire that you would like to reach out to us in person and talk to us about, you can go to the contact us page on comicallyinclined.com and we will, uh, field your question live on the air. Also, if you uh, are looking for a good book, check out the shepherd and the horn girl by Brianna bright available on Amazon. Or if you got kids and, uh, you're interested in some young adult reading, check out fireball teen superhero by Rose Roach, both authors that are part of the CI publishing brand. Um, also, I want to say a quick thank you to all of our sponsors, to Ken's Comic Man out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Thank you guys so much. They are the, like, nerd mecca. Uh, if you're into it, they got it. Um, uh, all the way up to and including Magic the Gathering cards and D&D &D merch and shirts and dice and pops, action figures, pops. Yep. Um, Perkins Performance, they do all of our vinyl work. They did our sign here, the window for our studio, and uh, all the stickers that we put out come from Perkins Performance. They're incredible. Find them on Facebook. Picture What Designs, our audio and video consultants and our graphic design company, uh, they design the show. So if you think we look great, which I do, um, picture what designs did that for us. Picture what they can design for you. Uh, Monster Tattoo out of Sykeston, Missouri. Aaron Thurman, good friend of the show. Uh, also the artist behind Arquitos, the Spearman original comic. 
Lennox and Jude Photography. They take incredible pictures. They've been huge sponsors of the show. Jesse Dew, you'll see in the comments quite a bit. That's he and his wife's uh, photography business. Uh, Blake Hickman Construction. We're literally in the house that Blake built. Uh, so uh, if you want something in your house that looks as nice as our studio, too bad. Um, you'll have to settle for second best. Um, the Rock and Roll Drive-In out of Chaffee, Missouri. When's the last time you were at a drive-in? Uh Go check them out. They have uh, the Purcell tire big screen, uh, great concessions, and their uh, audio quality is superb. Um, I think for all of us here at Comically Inclined, we just want you guys to have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday, and uh, we'll catch you next time.